Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tribe Podcast. Today we are talking about my word of the year, abide. I mentioned in an earlier episode that I read a book with my women's small group called Intentional Year. It is a faith-based book written by a married couple and I enjoyed every page in this book. There was one entire chapter that was dedicated to picking a word for the year. And the idea is that by by prayerfully picking a word before you enter the next season, you have a focus and you're being intentional. I didn't even fully understand the concept of abiding until I chose it as my word. But as soon as I got to that chapter in the book, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that abide was going to be the word for me. God had just continued to put the word on my heart, and he's so cool like that. All of a sudden, I just started hearing the word everywhere. It was in the radio station that I listened to, and the podcast, and the sermons my pastor was preaching. I knew that God had a plan for me with this word, so I began to dig deeper into what it means to truly abide. In today's world... We are so saturated with to-do lists and our calendars and progress, basically just finding our worth and what we accomplish in a day or in a week or in a month. It's not uncommon to tell people how tired we are or how busy we are because we think as people, we're a reflection of what we've done that day. My husband and I have had to intentionally break our old habit of telling people that we're busy. I mean, of course we're busy. We have three sons and a ministry and a recovery business, but everyone's busy. And I think saying you're busy is just a default in trying to show your worth by listing off all of the things that you've done or all of the things that you plan to do. And that's just not how God designed us to be. God wants our hearts and our minds to be clear and available for him. What breaks God's heart should break ours. And what brings him joy should be joyful for us. Philippians 2 verse 2 says, Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. It's imitating Jesus and his character. For my husband and me, we've had to really shift our focus to being busy and doing the Lord's work and spreading the message of God because that's where we feel like he's called us to be. And that's work that's worth being busy for. But before we were able to do that, we had to make time to hear from God and to spend time in his word and his company. And you do that by abiding. Abide by definition is to remain or dwell or reside. For me personally, abiding is resting in God. It's trusting his heart and his character enough to rest in the promises that he has for me. I don't have to worry about all of the lists or the calendar or all those little things in life because God has already worked it all out. John 15, three through five says, already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. 
for apart from me, you can do nothing. So abiding in God is first recognizing our place. God is the vine. We are the branches. He is the music director and we are the musicians. We learn from him. And while we do, he is orchestrating everything for our good. Abiding is also resting. It's intentionally creating a space for the Holy Spirit to move. And intentionally is the key word because just like anything else, it will never happen if you don't make time for it. For me, it's every morning starting at 9 a.m. when my three boys go to school. It's in my favorite room. We call it the fireplace room. It's in the back of the house, kind of set apart from the other rooms. And it's at a big desk in the corner where I read the word and I pray and I surrender to God. But our plans change a little bit in the summer. Our kids are home from school. So I have to intentionally make time to abide in God in the summer. And that looks different. It's usually in the Florida room at our lake house in a big oversized chair with all of the sliding glass doors open and the wind chimes ringing and the breeze blowing in. It's with the birds chirping outside and a hot cup of coffee where I just thank God for all that he's created and all that he's done. It's in the quiet moments where God reveals things to me that I would miss if I was just rushing through a to-do list, going from one menial task to the next. I believe that the ability to sit back and enjoy the journey of life is a direct reflection of being able to rest in God. If your heart is full of the Lord and there are fruits of the Spirit residing inside of you, you can live your life in a way that pours that out to others. It's in my quiet times of abiding where God has taken the shackles off of my eyes and he's shown me places that he does and he doesn't want me to be. He opens my eyes to the tribe that he wants me to do life with. He helps me build in boundaries and he gives me hope and peace. When we're intentional about abiding in God and cultivating an environment of rest so that we can have quiet time with the Lord and are open to hearing from him, we're better. We're better women. We're better moms and wives. We're better daughters and sisters and friends. Y'all, I hope this message encourages you today. If you're able to, set aside some time to abide in God. Make a cup of coffee. Grab a journal. Remove all distractions. And just sit in his presence. If you do it a few times, it will become a habit. And if you're intentional about building it in, I promise you will want to recklessly pursue this time of intimacy with the Lord for the rest of your life. I'm praying for y'all and I'll see you next week.